Hi, you're listening to 10-Minute IS Paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called Leaving the Shadow, a configurational approach to explain post-identification outcomes of shadow IT systems by Daniel Fierstenau, Hannes Rotter, and Matthias Sandner, published in Business and Information Systems Engineering in 2020. Imagine a situation in which you're working for a big company, like a really big company, and they give you a company laptop and access to some company IT systems, which can help you achieve many of the information processing tasks that are required as part of your job. Many, but not all of them. Let's say that in this job, working for this big company, one day you come across a task where you need to process some information, but the IT systems that are issued by the company cannot do what you need to do. So you go ahead and either find some free online cloud service or even pay for some online cloud service. Maybe you even keep the receipts for that online service and send them in for reimbursement later as business expenses. Or maybe you have some technical skills and you build your own IT system. In any case, what you've ended up with is what this paper and its authors refer to as shadow IT. As the authors define on the very first page, a shadow IT system can be defined as a hidden software system or an extension to a system that is neither developed nor approved by official IT departments or senior management. Now, the uh, great challenge for organizational leadership is what do we do with these shadow IT systems? On one hand, it's certainly easy to point to them as something that's not approved. They do, in fact, potentially increase security risks. They certainly affect the organizational leadership's ability to get a complete and accurate picture of how information flows in the organization, which has consequences for strategic planning. They might run afoul of various regulations, and even just there may be technical issues. Uh, one example that comes to my mind is the recent use of ad hoc Excel spreadsheets for tracking COVID-19, which has, for example, led to cases being lost because of the technical limitations of Excel, that it wasn't designed to do a thing like that. And that's the kind of technical limitation that Shadow IT often has that its users often aren't aware of. For example, like the row limit in Excel, not everyone knows about that. But on the other hand, shadow IT is helping people get things done, and that's important as well. If existing IT systems aren't able to do something, and it often takes too long to get something built or procured on time, it's probably still better for people to still be doing their jobs and getting things done. So the big question for organizational leadership is when you find out about shadow IT systems, what do you do? What have leaders done in the past when they've discovered shadow IT systems? That's what this paper is about. And they take the perspective of configurations. This configurations doesn't mean the actual configuration of technology, uh, adjusting settings and so forth. It's easy for us to take that perspective, but it kind of comes from there. Because if you think about like a machine and it has different on off settings, right? Some combination of different settings on and off for certain things affects the outcome well, what if we look at the organization or a complex social system as like a machine with different on and off switches depending on various different matters? That's the research approach of this paper. They call it the configurational perspective. And it's really interesting. Essentially, they look at the situation with shadow IT in, in terms of four, they, they call them contextual conditions. You can kind of think of them as different switches on or off for the shadow IT system's scope of use, task relevance, strict IT policies, and business IT trust, like four factors in and around the use of shadow IT. 
These are kind of like various settings in the machine, in the metaphorical machine that is the organization. They also have two so-called deficiency mechanisms, social deficiency and technical deficiency, again, on and off switches, essentially. And the authors essentially point to various combinations of these six things being on or off as the factors that determine what happened to shadow IT when it's discovered by organizational leadership. The four outcomes being that it's phased out, that the shadow IT simply no longer exists anymore after it's been discovered. Outcome two, that it's replaced by something else. Implicitly there, that it's replaced by something else provided by the IT department. Option three, that it becomes a system managed by the IT department. Or option four, that it becomes an IT system that is known about but managed by the business. And what we mean by the business, to clarify, uh, this is kind of corporate IT speak, but we often in corporate IT refer to the IT department and the business. The business being every part of the organization that's not part of the IT department. So six factors, scope of use, task relevance, strict IT policy, social deficiencies, technical deficiencies, leading to four possible outcomes, phase out, replacement, IT managed system, and business managed system. And to figure out how different combinations of those contextual conditions and deficiency mechanisms lead to various different outcomes, in other words, to understand the implications of particular configurations, the authors had a look at 27 case studies by interviewing 35 people involved in those cases. But the analysis is neither deep in the hypothetical, deductive, positivist, statistical kind of work, nor is it very deep in the ethnographic, interpretive case study kind of work. Instead, they're treating these 35 interviewees as informants about the cases, and then the cases inform their understanding of different kinds of configurations leading to different kinds of outcomes. And this is all summarized on figure two, which is this incredible diagram. It just, it's so clear and yet it's so succinct. Um, it's based on an earlier work that the authors are citing to do with the configurational perspective of understanding case studies. I really recommend that you actually have a look at figure two for yourself. You've got like crosses and dots that represent various switches, I guess, being switched on and off. And it really illustrates how those six factors of four contextual conditions and two deficiency mechanisms lead to various outcomes. So for each of the four possible outcomes, there are stories to tell. There is at least one configuration for each of the outcomes, sometimes two configurations that we can talk about. So let's start with the phase out outcome. In other words, when the shadow IT simply ceases to exist. This happens when the scope of use is small, the task relevance is small, there's no strict IT policy, and there's also not that much business and IT trust, but there are social and technical deficiencies. This is the kind of shadow IT which is really just so ad hoc that it was never really designed for the long term. Quickly outdated technical platforms leading to technical deficiencies and social deficiencies in terms of not really being clear who is responsible for looking after it. So that's what they call configuration one, phasing out the insignificant. Now the next outcome is replacement, where the shadow IT is replaced by something else. Here there are two configurations. One is called distrustful replacement and the other is called trustful replacement. This is again when there are technical and social deficiencies with the ad hoc shadow IT that was put into place. But the two configurations come about 
because of, well, differences in trust. So that's the contextual factor of business IT trust. And also, of course, the strictness of the IT policy comes into play there as well. So these are configurations two and three, and the difference between them is actually a really important part of the paper. There will be cases when shadow IT is no longer gonna be sustainable, and it's a much better outcome for everybody if the replacement is such that both the business and IT are happy with it, and there is good trust both in each other and of course in the system. Next, we have outcome three, IT managed system. In other words, the shadow IT becoming something that the IT department manages. The configuration here is simply called renewal in IT mode. And then finally, we have the outcome business managed system. And here there are again, two configurations. Configurations five and six continued as a large business managed system or the same thing, but as a small business managed system. What's important to note there is that these configurations are also often characterized by a lack of trust between the business and IT. A lot of the time, the reason for the replacement system to not be managed by the IT department, even though it's no longer shadow IT, is a lack of confidence that the IT department is actually able to provide a meaningful, useful solution. But I would say this is certainly a very important paper. It's the kind of paper that I'll be certainly sharing with my students. For those of us who may be working in IT departments, this paper provides a timely reminder for the kinds of things that we need to keep in mind that will actually determine the level of success that we actually achieve with our partners in the business. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.com.